You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Someone on the text line is questioning the integrity of this show. On the Protein House, how, how eat with the purpose text line. How could you do such a thing? I swear you guys don't give away anything and keep it all for yourself. You just take the phone off the hook and let it sit there. I can never get through. You got to be quicker. You got to be quicker. You got you got Billy Butler speed. You got to have Terrence Gore speed to win in the pop quiz, baby. Everybody wants $25 of Twin Peaks. You think you're the only one? You got to step your game up. Got to be quicker. Ron Figgins, Shawnee, Kansas, our winner today. You think you think that Nick would just make up a name like that? Yeah. What is it? Ron, what is it, Nick? Ron Figgins. Ron Figgins. Figgins. Shawnee, Kansas. Old Figgy Bear one, huh? Prestige Worldwide. Ron Figgins is the winner. Not you. The Ronster. Today's pop quiz is presented by Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. The uh, the winning movie today was Step Brothers. That's why I didn't know what it was. I couldn't get through that movie. Step Brothers. I had to turn it off. I thought it was dumb as hell. I can't believe A lot of people think I'm crazy, though, for, for that take. But I just, for whatever reason, I, I, I'm fascinated that there's certain movies. Like, I think a lot of us have the same sense of humor, but we can, have, we can go away from a comedy and have completely different opinions about it. That just kind of proves to me how hit or miss Will Ferrell is because yeah. your favorite movie is Semi-Pro, which yeah. I think is absolutely terrible. <laughs> That's I, ridiculous. I can't imagine you like Will Ferrell and That's, you like Semi-Pro, but you don't like Step Brothers. That, that just blow, that blows won, my mind. That should have won a Golden Globe. Uh, so right now, we are very happy. Nope, nobody called anybody a JT. We are very happy to be joined by the guys from Railhead Pride. Peace, Sweeney. You got a date later today? My goodness. <laughs> he looks terrific. It's Hey, listen, it's AFC Championship Week. He they looks like Cliff cut. Kingsbury today. You have to come in strong. <laughs> goodness <laughs> gracious. You do, you do have the He got Cliff the chest King. hair yeah. showing right now. Yeah. Kansas City has never over. had an AFC title game. Oh, wow. Open it up. Pete, you're one of those guys. You got to you gotta shave all the way down to your Adam's apple, don't you? Oh, come on. I see the line. <laughs> yeah. I see right, the right line. about here. Yeah, right. gotcha. got that Andrew Luck next you beard. Know, you know that guy that has the chest hair, but he's got the straight across line right at the Adam's apple? Those are the dudes you, that are super hairy. And you, bring, you know he's shaving his back, too, that, at oh, that point. Oh, you've got to. You probably wax it or you, get the, the laser thing. You bring the bacon and it's made. I'll bring the lettuce. Oh, I like it. Oh, no. <laughs> I, don't even want, I don't want no more Kick parts Kick him out of here. I want no more parts of this. This is our Arrowhead Pride Roundtable. Let's start with this. You guys remember last week when Fanning was terrified about the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Remember it well. Frightened. Now now he's like Kevin McAllister on Home Alone. He's not afraid of the New England Patriots. Joel Thorman. (laughs) Biggest Chiefs homer I know. Brad Fanning said that the Chiefs have the coaching advantage on Sunday. And I can back it up. Do you agree? Go ahead. It's, I mean, it's close. I don't think that's a hot take. Uh, when Thank you look you, at Joel. the way the Chiefs and Patriots have played each other since Andy Reid came to I'm Kansas saying. City, and I think it's a pretty strong argument. Andy Reid's the second best coach in the league. You'll give it to Belichick because of all the titles. So I don't think that's a hot take. I'd still probably give it to the Patriots and Belichick given all they've accomplished. Uh, but every time the Chiefs play the Patriots, they bring it. They, the they, Chiefs bring it. They've scored. He's scored 40 points on Belichick three of the four times he's played him, and he he got it within a touchdown in the playoffs. When Justin Houston barely played, Jeremy Macklin couldn't go, and yet Alex Smith is your quarterback in Foxborough. 
I think he's got Belichick's number a little bit. I think the Chiefs are going to win the first quarter like they do seemingly every week. Andy Reid's going to come out with something something special. Even Belichick said this week that Andy, <clears throat> excuse me, Andy Reid's one of the best uh, at at kind of coming up with new stuff and adapting, you know, his offense to his personnel. And I think that's definitely true. This kind of reminds me of Kansas versus Iowa State. You guys might not know this or not, but in basketball, Iowa State has won three of the last five times they've played Kansas. None of you would say that Iowa State has the advantage over Kansas. That Come on now. Like you say, you know, he has the championships. Yeah, that factors in in this. That I got, I, I'm with you, that Reed maybe plays Belichick as tough as anybody does in the NFL. I'm not willing to walk out on that plank and say that Kansas City has the coaching advantage over the New England Patriots. Feels like a game changer with Mahomes and all their weapons this year, though. I mean, it it, it really does. Like, it felt like they were, in, in New England, it felt like they were the better team. Um, you know, they, they made plenty of first-half mistakes that the the Week 6 game. And, you know, I was just re-watching some of those highlights. And I was like, man, he missed, like, four throws that he's going to make now. So Yeah, I mean, he, he beat Bill Belichick with Alex Smith not once, but twice. He's got his number. And even if he doesn't have the coaching advantage, I think the Chiefs have the talent advantage, and that might even it out. It's it's pretty well matched here. Very quickly, I mean, Joel, you said before the Chiefs winning the first quarter. If the Chiefs win the first quarter and it's 14 nothing again, you can book it. I, I'm no, that's bad luck right there, <laughs> Pete. You. Oh, you're not going to save that sound bite. Come Pete, on. Pete's getting, he got a new haircut. He's getting super cocky. But here's the deal. Going into this game, you can't take Andy Reid. I'm sorry. The six, the oh, six Super Bowl championships... Okay. It's it's just a greater body of work, and Andy Reid has struggled in the playoffs. Well, you take Belichick. I don't. I'm not, I'm not saying the Chiefs can't win this football game, but if, but you got to be real with yourself. You're not taking Andy Reid over Bill Belichick. I, I am in this game, and the body of work is no question. I mean, come on now. I mean, Bill Belichick's the greatest of all time. But like C. Dot said, sometimes the great ones have issues with certain guys. How many times have we seen it in baseball? Some of the greatest hitters of all time are like, hey, tell me the pitcher that you couldn't hit. And it's some freaking no-name that you've never heard of in your entire life, but for whatever reason, it was a bad match. Let me ask you a question. If you had the opportunity to have Eli Manning instead of Patrick Mahomes in this game, would you? No. Why? Every time, Eli Manning in the big game beats Tom Brady. Well, fair enough, but Eli Manning's about 55 right now. But what I'm saying is, I look at the great... Like, I, of course, would want Patrick Mo. I, I don't care that Eli Manning yeah. beat him in the big game twice. Of course, I'm taking the better quarterback. Like, to me, yeah. Belichick's the better coach. I think better coach. I would agree with you. I don't think there's any... Any any argument about him being a better overall coach than Andy Reid, I think when Andy Reid goes against Bel- Bill Belichick, he gives him all sorts of different problems that he doesn't see when he's facing um, Adam Gase in Miami or pick your other head coach in the NFL. Interesting point. I mean, Bill Belichick is 66, Andy Reid is 60. So if you really think about Patrick Mahomes as maybe this LeBron James, Michael Jordan type of figure, maybe there's a 10-year stretch here where he can make, begin to catch up at least a little bit. I feel like if Andy Reid can finally have success in the playoffs, it may mean good things for the next you know five and, years or so, especially and, with this quarterback. And the other part of this, though, too, though, I look at, like, since Belichick's essentially the defensive coordinator for the Patriots, right? I mean, they don't have a defensive coordinator. they got a linebacker's coach, the Flores guy that ended up taking the job in Miami. Andy Reid's essentially the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. So those two dudes are going head-to-head. Now, it, it changes when you've got the Chiefs' defense going against Tom Brady. But I'm saying if you're going – advantage Reed and Belichick Andy Reed's put 40 on him three of the four times he's faced him in Kansas City and to me that is an advantage you got to factor in the new Bob Sutton though the playoff Bob Sutton has arrived Uncle Uncle Bob has evolved hasn't he (laughs) Bobby defense yeah I saw you tweeted that Pete that was that was that was good what is you guys biggest takeaway from the week six game like now thinking back to it I don't know if you've gone back and watched any part of it highlights you said you did 
What was your biggest takeaway now? Uh, just how many plays the Chiefs left out on the field, um, especially in the first half. Missing Hunt on that one. Yeah, a couple yeah. of picks. Um, you know, was that his only? I wish I knew this off the top of my head. Was that his only two interception game this season? Maybe there was one no. other one. No, because he had two in the Rams. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, so uh, like that that first interception um, that he had felt like kind of like a rookie mistake. Like Belichick got him. I yeah, don't know if that agreed. happens again. Uh, several deep passes. It felt like maybe there was just too much juice or something um, that he missed. It, like to me, after watching those highlights, I felt like. Man, the Chiefs should have scored more. They scored, you know, I think three out of their first four scores were field goals, which you think going in New England, you're going to lose that game. Obviously, they did, but they were right there uh, in it at the end. So I thought the Chiefs just left a lot of plays out there, and they were better than the final score indicated. And I think it was a new experience for Mahomes, too. I mean, that was a big deal going in there. That was his first big-time game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I guess the Denver game, too. But, yeah, you're right. Like, big-time against Brady. Primetime, shootout, all that stuff. You could tell he was a little bit amped up. I don't think we're going to get that version of Mahomes early in the game on Sunday. You had the two touchdowns that were left on the field. I think everybody knows about those. You think about who was playing in the game. A lot of people forget Justin Houston didn't play in that game. Eric yeah, Berry didn't play in that game. I forgot Dor- Eric. You're right. Obviously, Eric Berry didn't play in that Dorian game. Dorian O'Daniel played toward the end of the year. Again, it's probably doubtful. Again, he's not practicing today. The only chief not practicing. But those guys didn't play. But you also have to remember Kareem Hunt. I understand Amy Williams is having a good yeah. stretch here. Had 185 yards of production. Sure. Kareem Hunt is the Patriot killer, and he's no longer here. I think that that is a little bit of a factor. Luckily, Tyreek Hill is a killer light, and you hope that maybe he can pick up some of that slack. Primetime, he's money, too. I mean, Tyreek yeah. Hill, for whatever reason, yeah. in primetime, always lights it up. But I'm with you on the Kareem Hunt thing. And I almost wonder, tell me what you guys think on this. Like, you know, Belichick seems to like, okay, we're going to take something away. And what Belichick has done, at least the last couple of games, is take Travis Kelsey away. Like, that's the guy that he's going to take away and he's going to let Kareem Hunt go a little bit. If you remember in that Week 6 game, and I, I talked to C. that a little bit off-air about this last night, uh, Stephon Gilmore, who was one of the best cornerbacks in the league this year, he followed around Watkins, which yeah. at the time didn't really seem to make a ton of sense. You wonder if maybe it's Hill or they're going to have... That's the great thing about the Chiefs and Hill and Kelsey, really, it's seeming like they're healthier. It's hard to take away both, yeah. and so you wonder what Bill does. And I don't, I don't know if you can you can plan to take Tyreek away. Like, his his speed, his skill is just so much better than everybody else's. I'm not sure you have, like, a plan that you can just take Tyreek away. So I kind of like the plan, if I'm the Patriots, of taking Sammy away. Because the, the Chiefs' offense did look a little less explosive without Sammy throughout the season. Before last game, just very quickly, Frank Reich said you have elite speed in the NFL, and then there's Tyreek Hill speed. Wow. Coaches are aware of just the rare trait that this guy has, and it's just it's hard for it's hard for opposing defenses, and when you have Travis Kelsey, too, that's that's kind of doubling down and, on it. And I don't think you, we talk enough about how good a hands that Tyreek Hill has. We talk yeah. about his speed, and that's about it. Kind of the same way we don't talk about Mahomes' toughness as much as we really should, because he's, he takes a lot of hits, man, and he hangs in there, too. I think uh, some of the catches that Tyreek's made on throws that are behind him, and he jumps like five feet in the air, turns his body, makes the play, and he made one of those against the Patriots in that Week 6 game. But, yeah, we talk about his speed. I think the guy gets he doesn't get enough credit for his hands, either. I got one stat I want to share with you guys on the other side, and I want to debut something that we've never done before on the drive. We want to introduce you to it. Pete, I think you'll love it. We are, <laughs> we are having our Arrowhead, our, our Arrowhead Pride Roundtable with Joel Thorman and Pete Sweeney right here live on 610 Sports Radio. What's the drive? The drive presented by Tecate. Back in on the drive coming up in 15 minutes. We'll give you a chance to win $1,000 on our national cash contest. Andy Reid met with the media earlier today to update you on all the injuries regarding your Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see. We're going to just take it again day, day to day. day, he's, day. Gonna, 
you know, he's going to practice, and we'll just see how he does. He's improved over the last little bit, but um, we'll just see. We'll see how it goes. So, earlier in the week, I said that we weren't going to talk about Eric Berry at all this week. (laughs) I lied. I'm not going to lie to you. I lied. But I've come up with, I think, a fair compromise for everybody. I have created the Eric Berry clock. It is just two minutes. (laughs) At the end, a buzzer will sound. And we can know we have whatever we're talking on your midpoint. You got to stop talking about Eric Berry. Two minutes a show. That's all we get to talk about EB. Joel, you're the blog father. I'm going to let you go first on the inaugural <laughs> Eric Berry two minute drill. Eric Berry, I think, is going to play this week, is going to make some sort of impact. He'll make a big play. We'll all be excited and say, that's the Eric Berry we thought we were going to get. Uh, and he will be some sort of difference maker this week. That's my Eric Berry hot take. Oh, it's me. Go ahead, Peter. You only got—I mean, you only got a minute thirty-nine left. I am so sick of the Eric Berry <laughs> story. I'm sick of it. If you're gonna play, play. If you're not gonna play, get the surgery. If you don't play this weekend, why didn't you have surgery three months ago? And why hasn't the Chiefs? Told anyone anything that's going on with this guy. This is the strangest injury potentially in NFL history, and I'm sick of Eric Berry. Listen to me. If you're a Chiefs fan, you do not need Eric Berry to win the Super Bowl. Your defense proved last week it was good enough. Again, aside from this, the whole cancer thing and inspiration, but this year has been sad. A waste of money. Two games, almost two games since he signed the contract. I'm sick of Eric Berry. I'm done. Man, Pete. I think wow. it's got to be all hands on deck for this. You're no, trying to go to the Super Bowl. You don't Bowl. need him. You don't need him anymore. Do you remember that line in the Water Boy when they were saying that you got to leave everything out there on the field? You're bringing back Laurent Duvernay Tardif. That's who you need. Eric, Eric Berry's got to be on some pitch count. I do think he plays in this one. Put me down for a Seattle Seahawks type. He'll play 70% of the game. Hashtag team. Filthy Dan, hashtag Lucas Locomotive. I'm over Eric Berry. I'm I'm done. I'm fine with them. Filthy Dan. Filthy Dan. I call. I like to call him the dirty one. Eric but Berry's got to play every snap. They he, only have three safeties. His name is Daniel Sorensen. He's not they, good enough to have. They only have. Stop. They only have three safeties. Your time is up. Thank God. Stop talking about Eric Berry. That's, that's it. Fun. That's the time. <laughs> I had more takes. No, that's it. We can't talk about Eric I didn't Berry. I need my chance. Thank God. No, we can't. That's two minutes. I'm, I'm not gonna. I won't say his name. No, that's it. No, that? it's over. That's two got, minutes. They that's, only got three safeties. That's two minutes. Twenty-nine will play. Stop. Your time is up. <laughs> Stop talking about Eric Berry. That's it. We're done. We can't talk about Eric Berry anymore. It's was, over. Was that Sparkina? Uh, I do want to ask you, Pete, about our guy, Sammy Watkins. Oh, that's my man. Sammy Watkins, you and I have been at the forefront of mm. this is one of the greatest hustles in NFL history, what Sammy Watkins is doing. I love Sammy. I got to eat a little bit of crow. <laughs> he looked dynamic. He did. He was a plus for the Kansas City Chiefs. What I am going to be looking for is... Mm. This is the first time I'm going into a game with solid expectations for Sammy Watkins. I need something from you. You don't have Kareem Hunt in this one, Mm -hmm. who was a clear advantage for the Kansas City Chiefs. This ain't decoy week. This is you need to go out there and have five catches for 60 yards and a touchdown kind of week. This is the first time that I'm holding Sammy Watkins to. You got to do something. You have to be part of the reason why this team advances and goes to the Super Bowl. You missed enough time during the regular season. Andy Reid, after the game, said everybody was healthy. You look fine. And he looked explosive in that game. I need something for Sammy Watkins this week.
I think I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, th- I think they're going to get something. The The over-under on this game is like 58. Going to be a lot of points scored. Mahomes is going to throw it 40-plus times. Uh, he distributes the ball pretty well. Sign me up for 75 yards or more from Sammy Watkins. Mm. Pete, crush Sammy. Just do what you got to do, man. Don't no, do it, I, I'm not going to do the same thing that I just did. Here's how I feel about Sammy Watkins, right? He had a great game last week. You could tell that the offense felt differently with him, especially oh. in the first half. It did open things up quite a bit. You want the same this week. And here's the here's the trick, C-Dot. And I was on him just as bad as you were. We, we were on the same team. Ron was another guy who was on this side of it, too, of a, a waste of a contract. Here's the thing. If you play well in the playoffs, like the defense could be bad all year. If they play well enough in the playoffs to win the Super Bowl, doesn't matter how you did in the regular season. Same thing with Sammy Watkins. If he's healthy and he comes on and he can have some production and he opens things up for a Tyree kill, he opens things up for a Travis Kelsey, and you win the football game and this team is booking a flight to Atlanta, you could have been you could have missed the last eight games. If you were there for the playoffs, to me it's worth it's worth the contract. There was some dumbass probably early in the season. I can't remember his name. Um but he did say that he thought Sammy Watkins would show up big in the postseason and that's where his value was gonna be. And I can't really remember exactly who may have said that on multiple occasions on this show who happens to wear Skechers. So <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like I, I thought, wait, th- was it spec? No, it was not spec. Spec hates him too. I'm the only Sam- Sammy defender out there. I said, Sammy, Watkins. no, you're not, you're bleeding. You're not the only Sammy. Watkins well, defender the out the only there. one in this building. There's that's a lot of damn sure. It's popular. It's a popular take mm-hmm. in Kansas city. No, but I, I was like, okay, let's get him healthy and see what he does. Because Sammy Watkins is a guy that can be a different difference maker in the playoffs. He changes everything. We had John Clayton on yesterday, and I was said, okay, the di- not having Sammy and not having Kareem Hunt, what'd that do to the offense? So he goes seven points, seven points. He goes, now with Sammy, I think it, you at least get that field goal, so you go from 28 a game to 31, which is exactly where the Chiefs ended up last week. I think I think Pete's take that once playoff time comes, everything else doesn't matter if you show up. That's totally. all that matters. Like I, I think that's the right take, um, and I think that's kind of the way to look at it too. Biggest game ever in Kansas City, and if you show up with some key plays, like going to forget that you missed seven games this year. Yeah. The problem with the contract is this. He was injury-prone before you signed him to this ridiculous contract, and he got injured. But if he performs in the playoffs, it's it's fine. I mean, if you are able to be there for the playoffs and you help them beat a Patriots team that has been to eight straight AFC title games, yeah. hashtag bet against us, <laughs> then to me it's worth the deal. And, and I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll eat my words and and, and you know like see that was saying I'll eat, you know eat crow. Uh, but I don't think I was wrong for how I felt during the. But but it does make up for it in the playoffs. Let me ask you this, Pete. Because really, really quick though, I want to yeah. say this though of I'm not trying to diminish what Sammy Watkins did on Saturday against the Colts. Yeah. The Colts were incapable of stopping anything Kansas City wanted to do offensively. Not Damian Williams, not Sammy Watkins, not Tyreek Hill, not Travis Kelsey. We agree the Patriots are going to be able to stop one of those four players. No doubt. That is going to put the burden Mm -hmm. on somebody. Somebody has to step up. In that first game, Sammy Watkins had two catches for 18 yards. If that happens in this game, I don't think they win. Although, if they send their best corner to travel with them the whole game and, and Mahomes is able to take advantage of other places, like, I think there's an argument that there's some value in that. Sammy looked electric. You know, he looked electric in that game. Like, I, CDOT and I had talked all week that we sort of expected him to come out and be more like Jeremy Macklin in the Patriots playoff game. You know, run him out there, not healthy, but at least in the beginning part of the game, you've got to pretend that he is until you find out that he's not. He looked extremely healthy and dangerous, too. Brad, you're a baseball guy, and you understand how when sabermetrics were popular, people were slow to accept them. And I think what's been my problem all year, and I think maybe CDOT can relate to this, is you don't pay that much for a decoy. 
Yeah. But here's the deal. If it ends up leading you to a Super Bowl, maybe you should start to change your traditional theory on this. Maybe it is worth it where you really go all in on all these weapons and some someone's going to have to lose out big time. And maybe that just happens to be Watkins in this scenario. And I know we're up against the break. I want to make this quick point. Um, The reason I was fine with the Sammy Watkins signing. And yes, it's a whole lot of money for not a lot of production that you got this year. But. Nobody knew, including Andy Reid and Brett Veach and everybody over there at One Arrowhead Drive, that your quarterback was going to throw 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. You wanted to do everything you possibly could to support your young quarterback. And that's what the Chiefs did, and that's why I'm okay with it. And we call him a number two receiver, but he's not a number two option. And that's the difference. Is he overpaid? Absolutely. But you've got to support your great young quarterback that you went up to draft. And I think that's what the Chiefs were doing. So I understand the move. Uh, coming up, it is your chance to win $1,000 on our National Cash Contest. We continue on our Arrowhead Pride Roundtable with Pete Sweeney and Joel Thorman. I want to talk to you guys about the defense and how much you believe in what they did last week. We'll do that coming up next. It's The Drive. The Drive, presented by Tecate. Here is your chance to win 1000 on the 30s in the National Cash Contest. Text the word AVOCADO, A-V-O-C-A-D-O, to 72881. That's AVOCADO. You want Chiefs talk and a chance to win 1000 on the 30s. There's only one station in Kansas City giving you both. Weekdays from 7A to 7P. Get Pace listens to the largest sports radio company in the world. Messages and data rates may apply. Your next chance to win is coming up in one hour, but why not go ahead and win right now? One more time for those of you in the back that are hard of hearing. What? Huh? T- text the word AVOCADO, A-V-O-C-A-D-O, to 72881. Coming up in about 30 minutes or so, the hits are earlier today because Kansas State takes over our 5 o'clock hour. So we'll give you a chance to win another Chiefs bobblehead doll. I believe today is Travis Kelsey. We'll give you a chance to win one more Travis Kelsey bobblehead doll. We will do that coming up at 4 o'clock after the hits. We are joined by the guys from Arrowhead Pride. It is Pete Sweeney. It is Joel Thorman joining us in studio. Pete, you called him Bobby Defense. Oh, my goodness. How confident are you in the Chiefs defense to replicate what they did last week? First of all, hashtag extend Bob Sutton. Second of all, not as confident, just because I think the Patriots, the weapons they have, don't even compare to Indianapolis at all. Indianapolis' best weapon is T.Y. Hilton. And he was hurt. And he was hurt. They didn't have much after Hilton. If you want to count Marlon Mack, who got nine carries because the Chiefs were able to jump out to an early lead, this is going to be a different animal. Tom Brady has a lot, lot of... Uh, weapons to work with, uh, whether it be Julian Edelman, uh, a backfield that includes, you know, James White, Sonny Michelle. I, I, I it, it, it is a worry. I, I think the score dictates it. Where you know, I, I had even suggested last week where if the Chiefs win the toss, maybe they receive the ball instead of defer, like they they had been doing. Because if you can get out to a seven point lead. You muster up your first stop. You get out to a 14-point lead, and then you are in control because you're in Arrowhead Stadium. It's going to be frigid. I, 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 like I said, I think the defense works well. If the, you know, the more you can make the opposing offense one-dimensional and play to the Chiefs' strength, strengths, which is the pass rush. So, again, you create a situation where you can get to Tom Brady. You can hit him. You can take him down. That's how we've seen Tom Brady beaten in the playoffs in the past. Yeah, if you get up 14-0 in the first half, like I'm feeling a lot better about the defense. The the fan in me wants to believe that they've turned the corner in the playoffs, uh that they that they brought they turned it up a notch. Um you know, we saw that last week, only 13 points to a good team like that. Uh but man, I've just I've seen so many games this year where they've given up 50 points or 40 points. Uh they're going up against the, you know, the best quarterback of my generation like 
it's hard to believe that the that the Chiefs are going to continue that that kind of momentum that they had last week and hold the Patriots to you know under thirty points. I mean, I'd love to sit here and say that I'm completely confident in the defense based on what they did to the Raiders and the Colts, but I'm not. I mean, the defense is going to get beat up a little bit in this game, yeah. But they're going to have to withstand it. And I I said last week going in that if you can get four get get me four stops, that's all I care about. Get me four stops. You know, I think you got a legitimate chance to win. Thankfully, the Chiefs did that in a quarter and a half. You know, uh, and they were in great shape. Um, I, I, I've got to see it against the Patriots, and then I'll be completely on board with this defense and what's going on. I do think that, you know, playing Tremont Smith and Jordan Lucas and Charvarius Ward has really, really changed this defense. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I, to me, that seems to me to be the biggest difference in what I'm seeing right now. It, it felt like last week they just, they just overwhelmed them, uh, you know, and uh, with, with the way the offense started. Um, you know, the, it played right into the way the Chiefs defense wants to play to tee off on them uh, against a pretty good offensive line. I don't, I just, I don't expect the Chiefs to get up 14 17 0 in this game. I don't and, either. And to replicate that. And I think the, the Patriots are going to be able to respond better than that, even if that does happen. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's not getting rattled in this game, no matter what happens. Even that, that week six game, they forced a fumble on Tom Brady and recovered it. Like, I, I wouldn't even expect that again yeah. in this game. I've said it before too, and I don't. I don't love again the big name signings for Brett Veach when it comes to Sammy Watkins and Anthony Hitchens. I think I've made that pretty clear. Some of these low level moves to trade for Jordan Lucas and trade for Jarvarius Ward, and now they had a year of the Chiefs coaching and they're playing really well when you need them. I mm-hmm. mean, you have to com- if you're gonna if you're gonna hate on him for other things, you got to commend him for some. And those were two great moves. Like Jarvarius Ward, Ward could be a guy. And, he, and he's, a, he's a low salary guy, and you got him for a couple of years here. Like, that's an impressive move. And it's it's paying off now when you finally decided to bench Orlando Scandrick. Probably, probably should have happened earlier. I watched a little bit of the All 22 stuff. I don't geek out on that like a lot of people do, but I was watching Charvarius Ward on some of those plays. It's pretty good, man. Yeah. Coverage. Yeah. Like, he doesn't High let guys. Upside. Yeah. Guys don't get away from him. You know, Andrew Luck didn't have a lot of places to throw the football. You know, uh, on Saturday, I was I'm really really impressed so far with Charvarius Ward. And then what are we two and a half three weeks away from everybody scratching their heads saying Andy Reid's playing the young guys against the Seahawks? Right now, it looks pretty smart. I I mean, I you got to understand, and I, I I am making excuses here. I'll admit it, but I go on right after the game. Yeah, I was you know you just heard me kind of screaming about Eric Berry. I was like, what are they doing? They had sure. a chance to win the number one seed, and then as you listen to them. A week after, you start to understand, okay, they finally got to a point. At least they cut their losses. Like, it reminded me of the cutting of David Amerson. They said, mm-hmm. well, we get brought this guy on, and he stinks. We're cutting him. Mm-hmm. At least they cut their losses and finally said, well, Ron Parker ain't doing it. Orlando Skandrick ain't doing it. Let's try it, and it's working. And to in the NFL, I just don't think that happens a lot. You see guys doubling down on their mistakes all the time, sure. and the Chiefs didn't do that this year. I think CDOT made a really good point about why they went to that, right? CDOT, I mean, about the two-point conversion. Yeah, no, I mean, I think with Trivarius Ward, I think that clearly before that, like, they, I mean, Charverius Ward only played 10 snaps before that. Like, only played 10 snaps leading up to that. That I, I think at, at some point, they's like, we got to try something different. I want to go back to something you said when it comes to it. Indianapolis doesn't have a punch. Indianapolis didn't have the ability to take a punch. Indianapolis didn't have the ability to deliver a punch. The Patriots are a completely different animal. Like, I can see the Patriots coming out for their first 15 plays, and then they run the ball 12 times. Like, I can see them saying, hey, last week you guys stopped the run. You cannot stop James White and Sonny Michelle and them really challenging the Chiefs. That last week we talked so much about the the Colts offensive line. The Colts just, like, they can only play from advantage. I think we've seen time and time again that the Patriots can play in any scenario. Home, road, up 14, down 14. Like, this this team is prepared to play in basically any scenario. And you take those inside linebackers of the Chiefs, Reggie Ragland and Anthony Hitchens, and you say, okay, we're going to throw to James White out of the backfield 10 times. 
Let's see you guys stop. I don't feel 100% confident in that. Yeah. And they won't they won't stop doing that either. Like that's that's the thing about the Patriots. I, I think a lot of teams are going to go out there on offense and say we're going to do what we do. You know, coaches are kind of like that. The Patriots will play whatever type of game you want. And you know, James White had 15 catches. 17 targets, 15 catches. Yeah. That is it's unheard of as far as an offensive game plan in the National Football League to target the same player 17 times, let alone a running back. Like they think outside the box as much as Andy Reid does. And that's why it'll be a great football game to watch. It's going to be a nerve-wracking game if you're a fan of the Patriots or a lot of fans of the Chiefs here. But as a football game, this should be a masterpiece. Yeah, and then it's one of the one of the things Mahomes said today when he talked earlier was about, you know, the two teams that have given him the most unscouted looks. And he said it was the Patriots and the Ravens. So, I mean, I think the Chiefs are going into this thing fully expecting to see some stuff that the Patriots haven't done or they haven't done since week two, week three of the season. I mean, that's that is kind of the beauty of Belichick. And it goes to your point, Pete. Like this is gonna be a really fun football game to watch. And, you know, Unless you you're take, Chiefs or Patriots. Fan. If you take the fandom out of it, you're yeah. right. I'm just looking at this game and just with, with, with the defense. I'm going to be very curious to kind of see the defense, like how they kind of answer and respond. Because I think we see this team, like this team defensively is at its best whenever you can just unleash that pass rush. Whenever it's, hey, Chris Jones, you don't got to worry about stopping the run. Just go get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. D Ford, same thing, Justin Houston. I think we can agree that the run pass option in this game, like, it, New England wants to run the ball 35, 40 times, and to me, they have the capability of doing it more so than Indianapolis. Can this defense stay the course in, in, in a tight ball game, which is a completely different scenario than what happened last week? I'm I'm not that confident that they're going to be able to stop them uh, from scoring like 30-something points, but it just comes down to like, hate to quote Belichick here, but situational football, uh, you know, because we know this game's going to come down to one score in the last couple of minutes, and can you make that one play when you need it. I think what the Chiefs, too, learned from week six is you have to play this possession game a little bit, especially if it continues to be tight in the second half. Don't put yourself in a situation, if you can help it, of Tom Brady having the ball last because you're probably going to lose. Right. Like To me, make sure, if you can manage it in the fourth quarter, play that possession game, make sure you have the ball, whether it be down or up or whatever, when it counts. That is our, I can't I, okay, I can't really blame the defense if Brady has the ball with three minutes left and he goes down and scores. Like he's the goat. That's he what he does. Everybody. Like sorry, yeah. I can't blame the defense. Uh, it is our Arrowhead Pride Roundtable. That's Joel Thorman. That's Pete Sweeney. Coming up on the other side, the internet is very mad at Colin Cowherd, and we'll talk about the story that is obviously going to cover this game. The weather. We'll do that next. Coming up is the drive. The drive presented by Takate. So, this week on Bill Simmons' podcast, they were going through the lines and they were talking about the weather. Here's what Bill Simmons had to say about it. We've seen this with football. If it gets too cold, it affects the game and the crowd in ways that you can't come back from. So, if it, if it goes under 20, there's no way it's a shootout. It's not going to happen. And the crowd will be like, yeah, everyone's bundled up or you get like hypothermia. So, at some point, you can't really make noise. So, that was Bill Simmons. That flew under the radar. But Colin Cowherd, his comments on the weather, they made the rounds on social media <laughs> the last 48 hours. Arrowhead's considered one of the loudest stadiums in America. College or pro, it'll be nine below. Everybody's going to be wearing a ski mask. People aren't going to be standing and cheering. They're going to be huddled, wearing wool, trying to stay warm, wearing something over their mouths. Home field advantage via the crowd. Done. Come on now. What do you guys make of Colin Cowherd's comments yesterday on Fox Sports 1? 
Um, I mean, I feel like there's probably a little bit of truth to it, but I think he's underselling how big of a moment this is in Kansas City. Yeah, he doesn't um, get it. How big, how big this game is. The forecast has since improved where it's going to be maybe high teens. And for half of Kansas City that's been without power uh, for the few days in the last week, has been sleeping in 45-degree weather, like 18 to 20 degrees, doesn't sound that bad to me. So I think it's probably a little overplayed. I got a couple points on this. First of all, the Chiefs should see this and say, what we're going to do is we're going to give everybody free hot tea, free hot coffee, free hot chocolate. See, <laughs> that wouldn't do that, man. He'd gouge the hell out of them. Free hand warmers, whatever you need to I stay, stay out of the concessions. I mean, I don't want to tell you, Pete, you work for him. I don't know if the organization that is raising parking prices, raising <laughs> ticket prices, I don't know if they're do not, I, You know what? Hey, for goodwill, we're going to give you hot chocolate. You for do free. it in the one. name of do, a competitive advantage. Yeah, do I think they'll do it? Absolutely not. Should they? Absolutely. I think that's what they should do. Keep fans in the stands. Keep their voices ready, loud, so on and so forth. And here's another thing about Colin Coward. I like Colin Coward a lot. I love talk yeah, radio. I've had an opportunity to do it this year. It's awesome. He's someone that I think does it among the best in the world. But for some reason, this year, he has decided to go, I'm going to be an anti-Mahomes guy. It started with Drew Brees in the MVP race. With weeks to go, he was finding reasons that Drew Brees was the MVP. When Drew Brees wasn't good enough, he switched to Andrew Luck. Well, Andrew Luck is second in touchdowns, has been doing it when it matters more, has his team in the play is, okay, if Andrew Luck beats Patrick Mahomes in the divisional round, he should get the MVP. Well, you know, it happens to be a regular season award, so that shouldn't matter at all. Point being is he just keeps finding reasons. Luck's out, he's going with Tom Brady, and now Arrowhead Stadium's not going to be as loud. Like, if you're an Arrowhead, if you're a, a Chiefs fan, these words should tick you off, and I don't get like I don't get at what point Colin Cowherd is going to say to himself, "Man, I understand this kid's twenty three, but he's the real freaking deal." Yeah, I just think he's his opinions, and I'm with you, Pete. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. I love him, man. Uh, his he might be the best in the biz, but his opinion is uninformed. You you think that Colin Cowherd, West Coast in L.A., to come to Kansas City and sat in the stands at Arrowhead, and and felt what it's like to be there for a night game at Arrowhead, a playoff game, let alone an AFC title game. Do you think those nut jobs at Arrowhead, the, the Arrowmans of the world, my guy Weird Wolf, you think they're just going to, hey, let's huddle up and stay warm. I know it's the AFC title game, but I'm more concerned about being warm right now. That's not the way it works here, man. That is not the way it works in Kansas City. And if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm pissed. I'll be glad I'm just not one of those people in the stands. And that there's other loyal fans who are going to be able to You're go out C-dot. and do You're it, C-dot. do it for me. Yes, exactly. I am C dot here. Where uh, it's that's pretty darn cold. But I feel like once you get into the game and you it's, you you prep for it, and once you get a couple of beers, a couple of hot dogs in you, like third quarter when you know uh, Mahomes is driving on the Patriots, like I'm not going to be thinking about the, how no, cold it is. No. These are two guys too, and I, I don't think you guys would mind me saying this, but I saw Brad after the World Series get emotional. Kent the other night. When the Chiefs had a chance to have the AFC title game at home, he got a little emotional. Like, sports matter so much to Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs fans are not going to say during the first AFC title game in 47 years at Arrowhead Stadium, yeah, I'm going to go huddle up around the hot dog stand. No, they're going to be out there. They're going to be as loud as possible. I, I, I'm su- I'll be surprised if they're not even louder than they have been all year for this game. By the way, here's a trick for you if you're standing out there. And I learned this when I went out to the as a fan to the Steeler playoff game a couple yeah. of years ago. You put your hand in your friend's pocket. Well, that too. Um, but you better know and they make sure you're doing it. But if you, if you stand on cardboard, it <laughs> yeah. actually keeps you warmer because you're trick. not standing on the – you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Joel? Have you done yeah. that before? Yeah, yeah. Take a, 
Take a piece of cardboard, stand on that instead of the concrete. It keeps you warmer. And I also said, too, trash can fire and whiskey in the parking lot. That usually works. You're like a homeless man. This is perfect. Perfect. The text line is saying, and I have heard this, that they have changed the forecast. 24 during the day, 18 at game time. Right now, bet online. They have an over-under. They are setting it at 19 and a half. Do you think it will be over or under? I think the cold weather actually helps the Chiefs in this game because i rather have the younger quarterback with the stronger arm. Like, we've seen Brady enough to know that he is a dink and dunk. He's not really going to challenge you down the field. I think that plays more into Kansas City's favor because Mahomes' arm strength seems to translate. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter where the game is. Las Vegas always seems to have the edge when it comes to sports, and you think because they can't afford to lose money, they, they talk with other people and really get down to it. Now they got meteorologists working for them to make sure they know what the temperature is. Like I, I think it's good that it's manageable. I, I, I do understand what you mean about about the the weather being cold. Eighteen is still cold, and at least like the, at least the fans will be. You know, we're making the point about staying warm. At least the fans will it'll be manageable. And if it's if it's twenty or over, even nineteen or over, like I think the weather is almost a non factor. Tom Brady's still forty one though, and yeah. I, I think if he's in. 18 degree weather, one degree weather, you're still going to be impacted by that if you're an older guy. Of course. I, I'm, I told this story yesterday, guys. Me and my cousin, we climbed Mount Adams in, uh, in Washington like five, six years ago. And I'm in my 40s. My cousin was like 51, 52 at the time. And we're climbing. We're like bundled up, going up the mountain. You know, it's like trekking poles. You got spikes on your shoes. You got all that stuff. It's really cold. You're going up, snow, all that good stuff. We're going, you know, at a pretty good steady pace. Here comes some 22-year-old in running shoes, mesh shorts, and a T-shirt <laughs> flying by us. Uh, the cold, it makes a difference with age. I'm sorry. You know, you can drink your, you know, your, your chunky soup, you know, or whatever to get ready for that. But 41, being cold and being outside when it's 18 is different than being 23. That's just a fact. Patriots have played tons of cold games, snow games in Foxborough. Like I wouldn't bet against Brady because of the weather. Like I, I, I think that they're going to respond well to to that kind of adversity. In fact, the first thing I heard when 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 I heard that it was going to be uh, you know extremely cold was it's almost an advantage for the Patriots. Like I feel like when things aren't going well, like the Patriots always seem to respond well. Let's start with this, or I guess end with this. We got only got a couple more minutes. Joel, what do you think the key is? Um, you know, I think getting all the weapons involved, um, you know, the, the Patriots are going to take somebody away. History says, you know, it's got a good shot at being Kelsey and I think they are going to try to, to stop Watkins, uh, as well. Uh, but they can't stop them all. Um, I see Tyreek having a huge day as usual, not only against the Patriots, but in prime time, uh, he always shows up. So I think, uh, distributing the ball well to all the different weapons, um, and keeping the pressure on the Patriots, even if the chiefs get up big, um, I'm, I'm going to be worried right down to the very last second. Easy to say score first. And then secondly, no stupid mistakes. This is not a game where you want more penalties than the other team. Don't be giving Tom Brady extra chances. This is no one that you could, uh, take an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. You can't give up yards against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I think if they stay clean, they got a really good chance. I'm going to go James White. I think James White is the key to that Patriots offense, that if he can run the ball effectively, if he gets his 15, 17 targets like last week and has a good day, I think it's very difficult to beat the Patriots. I don't care where that game is played. I think James White, he is the key to that Patriots offense. Yeah, and I think playing this game at Arrowhead is going to be the key. And as I said before, and I'm not backing off, but I do think Andy, Andy Reid has the coaching advantage in this game. You're going great offensive mind versus great defensive mind. As the Chiefs head coach, Andy's put 40 on him three of the four times he's played him. On top of that, the game is at Arrowhead, and and he beat 
the Patriots with Alex Smith twice, and now he's got the MVP. And this isn't the first time they played him. You know, this isn't Mahomes' first big game against the Patriots in the spotlight. I think the Chiefs win this game. I think a lot of it has to do with the coaching advantage because I think the Chiefs are going to put up a big number against New England. That is our guys from Arrowhead Pride, Joel Thorman, Pete Sweeney. Joel, enjoy this. You waited a long time to see the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, man. It's been a minute. I was nine last time it happened. Oh, my goodness. Uh, coming up in two minutes. We, ha- we, we got to do the hits a little bit earlier today because we're off at 5 o'clock. But because we're getting off early, we will give you a chance to win a Travis Kelsey bobblehead doll. All you got to do is hold on through the break. You only got two minutes. That's very easy. It's 610 Sports Radio. What's the drive? The Drive, presented by Tecate. Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else you listen to podcasts check it out hey this is scott galloway author professor entrepreneur and most importantly host of the prop g podcast we got a special series running on right now called the future of work where i answer all your questions on surprise the future of work questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking from the provocative to the technical we're offering insights you won't want to miss so tune in to the future of work a prop g pod special sponsored by canva you can find it on the prop g pod wherever you get your podcasts 